Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 62 of the Tiny Dicks Podcast, a show about a bunch of updates about our show. I am Robert Scarpinito, and I'm joined here by Colin Sparling. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I hope you and yours are doing well. Yeah. Uh, and Jack uh, didn't make, us, make it with us for this week. Uh, he will hopefully be back next week. So until then, you're going to have to miss out on your, your Jack goodness, and we'll have to suffice for you. Yeah, no getting jacked this week, boy. Yeah, it's all we, fucking. It's it's all it's leg week. It's we, leg week, bitch. Wake the fuck up. We ain't, we ain't getting jack. <laughs> that needs to be the name of the episode. We don't got jack. We, yeah, we don't we don't got jack. Like like the cheese cheddar jack. Yeah, jack cheddar. Ah, uh, I feel like we've had an opening to- topic all about cheese before on this show. That'd be a bit cheesy of us, wouldn't it? Fucking hell! All right. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, this is going to be a little bit of an unconventional, shorter episode. Uh, so we missed out on last week as well. Sorry about that. But if you remember two weeks ago, we kind of ended the show talking about how our next episode is going to be a different kind of episode. And that by that, we meant the next episode after this one. Episode 63 is going to be the new, new, new kind of good stuff. Um, what we decided to do for this week is probably just give a more well-rounded description of what to expect from the new show format, and uh, we'll field any questions after the lecture, so feel free to stick around uh, and ask us questions. It's on the fucking syllabus. Okay, end the recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just read the <laughs> syllabus, meet us next week. <laughs> okay. No joke, I had a professor walk into class wearing a shirt that says, it's on the syllabus. Stop um, asking me. <laughs> nice. But then did he not give out a syllabus? That would have been the power play. It was online, so uh, you didn't have to. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk a bit about what the new show format's going to be. And then we're just going to go through, like, Colin and I are just going to banter about some news because, like, shit's happening in, in the world. I mean, shit's always happening in the world. Gears but. are turning in the games industry, guys. Yeah. Pro- programs are being written. Code is being coded. But anyway, it, verb verbs, <laughs> verbs are happening. <laughs> All right. So the new the new show format, uh, Colin kind of briefly mentioned it about two weeks ago. But essentially what we're going to be doing is going to be a shorter show where we instead of talking about games we've been playing and gaming news, make video games. Theoretically, like we, we go through the theory of a game. We don't sit down and code for you live with the clickety clacks going on in the background. Um, we've created a bunch of lists on an Excel spreadsheet that, oh wait, can we, can we say Excel on a spreadsheet program, uh, uh, that, uh, (laughs) get flagged by Microsoft. Yeah. On a spreadsheet program where we create lists of like genres. Well, right now we have four lists, genres, modifiers, setting, and conflict. And we're going to roll random numbers for all four of the lists. And, uh, and we'd eventually create a string of words that would describe our video game. So, for example, we would create uh, an action-adventure game with a hand-drawn aesthetic set in medieval times, and the protagonist is searching for a powerful relic. So, basically, any modern indie fucking ca- or Metroidvania game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We created a Metroidvania. You know, we could throw in roguelike or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Just have fun with it. but Whatever the kids are into these days. Yeah. Uh, I hear they're into uh, Sudoku. Seppuku. Sudoka. Robert, are you implying that kill- children are into killing themselves? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> they commit Sudoku on their phones. <laughs> it's wild. Um, no. So with these lists, uh, we generate that string, like a string of words randomly generated like I showed. And from there, it's kind of a jumping off point where we talk about the mechanics of the game and discuss how how Filbert is going to win the game and what the player needs to do to reach the end. F- Who the fuck is Filbert? Filbert is the protagonist of every one of our games, I've just decided. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing this game. It, I'm play- it's like this medieval side-scrolling game. Oh, yeah, what's the character's name? Filbert. Yeah, it's the legend of Filbert. Ocarina of Dime. He sounds like that sounds like a fucking I don't know a shitty plumber from Boston. <laughs> so he's that he's like Mario's cousin Filbert, or the guy that answers the phone when you call the towing company to get your car back. Hey, how's it going, Shamrock Towing? My name's Filbert. How can I help you? Man, that's a deep Columbus cut for those of you from Ohio. 
Um, so yeah, there, that's really kind of all there is to it. It's a premise that is simple. Uh, it only takes about a minute or two into the episode to kind of get it set up. Uh, and we plan on rolling it live on the show. So we're not going to come in prepared and that way you guys can't be like, oh, they just chose those, those modifiers. Cause that makes sense. And it's easier to make a game like that. No, we're, we're going to fucking roll random ones and have to make a, a life simulation battle Royale game set in the jungle where a ghost haunts the main character. Somehow, we're going to make a game out of that. Yes. I what I and what I really I'm super excited about this because when we get this all finished up, we were me and Ryan were just talking about this, but we want to release this spreadsheet like to the public so you guys can see exactly what we look at during the show. And the cool thing about that is, too, is you can go down the list and be like, hey, them dumb people over there, they forgot about this thing that should go in this column. So we'd be free and open to suggestions so you can say or tell us to put cool stuff on there that would make us, you know, make our stories even funnier, you know, with eggplant nights or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can tweet them to us at, at tiny Disc podcast. That's Twitter at tiny Disc podcast or email them to us at tiny Disc podcast at gmail.com um, to get that, get those suggestions to us. And I mean, it's not going to be like 100% we'll take all suggestions. Otherwise let's be honest. Every game's going to be about dicks. Um, you no know, eggplants, Robert, that, right? Eggplant warriors. Uh, You're ready for our first game. Eggplant fingers, oh like salad God. fingers, but like less emo. Yeah. <laughs> But very sexual. Like, there's no dicks in it, but you know. You know. You know. Everyone knows. You know. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much the simple rub of it. The rest of the show is just going to be reliant on the three of us knowing enough about games and being entertaining enough to make a game that's worth listening to or listening about. Yeah, and I'm sorry to you guys, the the few of you out there that are going to be, you know, you're going to miss our old structure and things like that. And us talking about games. If, if there are a few of you out there, but a big reason why we kind of wanted to bring something in fresh was because the thing that we were doing before was a, a genre that was just, we we're kind of spinning our wheels in. We were like a lot of people, it's kind of an oversaturated genre, you know, uh, for every, you know, every podcast, there's like a, a dozen out there that are doing video game new or dozens rather probably hundreds if not thousands of people that are doing video game news and games they've been playing and things like that right so we figured well what if we did something different what if we did something a little bit more fun with game design and stuff like that and like we could have people on even like if we or when when we decide to have guests on in the future we could have people that aren't even necessarily up to date on like the latest gaming news or something like that and it would be easy to implement them and have chemistry with any guests that we have on later in the show. I feel like it would be just a fun thing to do. Yeah, you hear that future guest? It's not a matter of if, it's when we come for you and ask you to be on our show. It's going <laughs> to <Yeah>. happen. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, but no, I I mean, I I think I think Robert would agree. I think this is it's just a way easier structure to include include uh guests in on what what it is we do here at the Tiny Disc podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it's a lot easier to spin discs with people with this uh system. I mean, it's it's just a matter of like how how wide of a breath do you have playing games? Cuz if we get like if we got Ninja on here, which hey Ninja, I know you're listening. Get at me. Uh Panoptimist, P I N O P T I M S T. Uh but all he knows how to play is Fortnite, right? So like, we can, <laughs> everything's battle royale. Yeah, everything. we can only we can only talk about shooter battle royales. If we talk about anything else, he's like, guys, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's what is this platform platformer? Is that a kind of transformer? What you mean a, a game without without guns, without what? shooting? <laughs> All right, so I so I see you're making I see you're making a uh, stealth medieval game, but where's the guns, guys? Where, where's that? Uh, you're about a thousand years early there, mate. No, but no, it's like just having guests on the show is something we've always wanted to do, and we've talked about it for such a freaking long time. And it just, you know, it just never worked out with uh, for us with our old structure. So moving forward into the future here, once we get, uh, you know, solid footing with the structure we're going with now and we, we get the couple of the kinks worked out, I think it'd be a really fun thing to have on quite a few guests here. And especially since uh, we're in, you know, one of the video game mecha cities right now mm. uh, here in Seattle, there's a way higher chance of finding those those types of gaming minded people 
uh, that would love to be on a show like this. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully, hopefully, maybe. Yeah. So I don't maybe. know, guys. Get excited. This is going to be good. Um, and also, uh, it's not one hundred percent if this is what we're going to keep with. Like, if we're going to stick with this for the show. Um, I guess it depends on how how badly we bomb our trial runs. But I have a lot of confidence. I think it's going to happen, and I think it's something that y'all will enjoy. This is going to be fine. Like, look, listen, one of the genres we have is dating simulator. And you bet your sweet harem ass that <laughs> we're going in on a dating simulator. Whenever it happens. I don't know, dude. I mean, Dream Daddy, Dream Daddies has already been covered. I mean, there's already fucking dating pigeons. Like, what else is there? <laughs> you know, we'll come up with something. We'll cross that bridge dating when it comes. swords. Boyfriend Dungeon covered dating swords. It did. Yo, Boyfriend Dungeon, play that game. It's gonna be great. Okay. I I what if I want to date? What if I want to date pretzels? I'll just I'll just date this bag of pretzels that I have right here, Robert. I'm yeah. Go ahead, be salty about it. Oh god, got him. Oh god, are we just gonna run the gamut of the different types of pet pretzels. One makes a better boyfriend than the other. Sourdough pretzels, <laughs> rod. Pretzels. This one's a yogurt pretzel. I guess you could say he's pretty sweet. Mm. I, I feel <laughs> like pretzel rods would be the dicks of the pretzel world. Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, he's he's really scrawny. He's kind of like a stick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That that's going to be our first game, pretzel dating. Pre- God. Yeah, hot full pretzel. There it is. Hot full pretzel. <laughs> uh pretzel de amore. <laughs> so, with that, let's um let's talk about some shit that's been happening, right? You know, kind of, kind of one last hurrah for the show. Uh, Some news. Of the world. Uh, so, hey, do you like microtransactions? I love microtransactions. To hear the rest of this podcast, you'll need to pay $250. Um, you can just make that out to me on PayPal. Um <laughs> Yo, this man's got overused jokes, everybody. Overused jokes. If you want a fresh joke, that's going to be three dollars. Just so you know. <laughs> no, uh, actually, you got to pay to gamble to get a fresh joke. There or you is. might get the same joke over and over again. Yeah. So here's some shit, guys. Uh, fucking loot boxes and skin gambling have been around for way longer than it really should be. And it feels like it's been around longer than it has. Um. And the world ain't taken it anymore. Uh, agencies from Spain, the UK, France, even the state of Washington, which is where Colin and I just moved to. Uh, where we just live and, you know, has one of the biggest video game meccas there is. Yeah. Um, all these representatives are signing. Like, these are representatives from, like, the official gambling and v- gaming authorities. You know, the people who, like, decide the rules that their casinos can go by. Same same people are signing this 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 paper this declaration against the blurring of lines quote the blurring of lines between gambling and gaming mm. so uh, look look there there have been some some countries out there some governing bodies who've been cracking down on it good for them by the way belgium good for you for doing that but like I mean, not much is going to change, right? Because like, like if only one country's doing it, and like, no offense to Belgium, but like one small country isn't going to change much. But with multiple countries like this, and even one U.S. state kind of jumping on this bandwagon, I feel like that's going to do a lot. I feel like this is some of the most government involvement for video games that we've seen in our really long time probably ever since the esrb was formed with mortal Kombat. like yeah like i don't think i i've well i haven't seen in my life the government gets so involved with video games other than you know and that well before this it was the whole thing with video game violence all of a sudden being called out um but beyond that biggest thing for sure um and i think that it's it's really stupid that video games even let it get to this level like hey stop putting shitty fucking predatory practices in your games guys not hard yeah you know hopefully and it's not in what blows my mind it is it seems like the threat even by like federal governments isn't even making the games industry back down yeah didn't which, didn't ea pull some shit 
Well, it was 2K. 2K, that's right. 2K was like, hey, guys, if you still want loot boxes in NBA 2K, you got to ask your federal government to keep giving you loot boxes. (laughs) I I also think there's a story with EA where they were just like, yeah, fuck you, government of Belgium. We're not taking loot boxes out of a game. I I don't know if they went that far, did they? Let me double check to be sure. Because... Um, yeah, because Jim Jim Sterling released a fucking scathing video about the whole uh, 2K thing. But yeah, it's just really shitty. <laughs> 2K is like, hey, so we know you want to keep paying for your stats that you should be getting in game. So uh, yeah, keep uh, keep paying us money for uh, stuff that should already be included in the base game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the whole thing with loot boxes is is getting out of hand, and it, it's like, and it's even do, extending to stuff like, I mean, there's there's more and more practices coming out. Like I I was seeing more and more stuff about fighting games and how like they're not including base fucking characters in the game that should be there at the start of the game you know and it, long yeah my boy that, my jackie chan and, boy and soul caliber six not including uh i forget her name tara uh i think so maybe um yeah and i, I mean shit dragon ball fighters didn't include base goku and base vegeta okay like, but, but that's not base character that's not the same meaning of base characters but still, they're basic. They're ba- it's Goku and Vegeta. They're yeah. basic characters. But, okay, like, but also, can we just talk about how just a quick tangent about fighters? When the base Goku and Vegeta comes out, you can literally have a team. You can already have a team full of Gokus, but I think you can have a team full of Vegetas. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Goku's a shit character. Everyone knows that. Hey, how dare <laughs> you? He's a basic medium character. He's a basic medium character and a low father. Yeah, he's a very low father. <laughs> he's low on the rung of fatherhood. Um, no, man, it's just I'm so I'm just so over the whole microtransaction thing. Like it just gets getting tiring hearing about it. It's like as soon as as soon as we shut down one predatory practice in the game industry, something pops up to take its place. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm so glad that online game or online uh, passes for games are no longer a thing, because um, that was terrible. Like that was toward the end of the 360 PS3 era, mm. and I remember getting uh, gosh, what was it? Tekken Tag Tournament Two, and they're like, hey, yeah, you bought this game used, and the uh, code for the online pass is already used, so you can't play online unless Rip. you pay an extra you know 15 20 bucks on yeah. top of your same, used game right exactly um same thing happened with mass effect i got mass effect 2 used from a friend um for my birthday one year and it was like hey you want to access the Cerberus network you got to pay an extra 15 dollars. i'm like oh hey i gotta pay 15 dollars for this game i didn't you know i got for, as a gift that's pretty cool i mean at least that was back when the story was good <laughs> looking, looking at you and drama duh um, drama duh and just but, just to go back to ea since we're talking about an ea game they did for a fact basically say fuck you to the belgium government about you have a quote on that yeah fifa 18 and 19 they they were just like yeah no we're gonna keep selling shit from there uh according to here's a story from gaming post from canada yeah they, they were saying that EA just said no. And this was originally reported, I think, by Belgian newspapers that was that was picked up along the way over here. They the just told Belgium, no, we're not taking them out? Yeah, we're not taking them out. So now they're under criminal investigation in Belgium. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I don't know. This, this this horse has already been beaten to death. So, like, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous the lengths that they're going for to get money and stuff like that and you know what i mean tons of games that have come out based on like just a critical clout that they have and stuff like that i mean spider-man right now selling fucking great doesn't have predatory microtransactions they have one dlc pass the base game already has a, a good 60 dollars worth of content and can you we know? can we give insomniac some props where that spider-man game could have easily been skin bait oh to- easily yeah totally hey. they could have fucking nickeled and dime you in all of those spider-man suits in the game oh yeah they could have been like hey you want you want really cool iron spider-man suit pay five dollar please thanks but no but no they didn't they did things the old school way holy fuck they did things the old school way where you just play the game and you work to unlock the fucking shit 
Oh my God, it's a revelation. Yeah. And Hallelujah. I, I, let me just say, the, the last skin is so worth it. It really, really knocks your socks off, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah, some some good uh, some good cosmetic porn going on in there. Oh, yeah. Some good shit. Some good, good. Um, but anyway, I say we, we go to the next topic because I yeah. Let's feel celebrate. like this topic's beating to death. Let's celebrate something. PlayStation Classic, $100, December 3rd. You get 20 PlayStation games in a little thing that shapes that looks like a small PlayStation. Yeah, boy. You know, you know, I was all over that. I have my pre-order up right now. Robin and I were talking about it over dinner. Robert is is pretty pretty big. He's pretty big against this whole thing. Well, I'm, I'm but, not. Against, I'm not against it. It's fine if you want to buy it. But to me, it's, this is just like such an easy cash grab. I'm just like, mm, whatever, whatever. But super exciting stuff. I do have a little, a few concerns about it. I think a hundred dollars is a little bit too much for this Way thing. Way too much. Yeah, a hundred bucks is a little bit too much. If it would have been sitting in the sixty, even the eighty dollar range. I would have I would have you know I would have been way less hesitant to just jump on board with it hundred dollars is teeter is really towing that line where I'm like it's almost a little too expensive if they said it was 120 I probably wouldn't have went for it but you still honestly. voted with your wallet I did because I want this damn thing I can play wild arms on HD on my HD TV so I'll take it yeah um, uh, they, they've announced five games so far for it Final Fantasy 7 because of of course right of course <laughs> Like, of course. Why would it not? Because we got to re-release that we, for the nth time. We've, we've got to beat Final Fantasy VII at least seven times before Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out. That's just how it how it works. Uh, Tekken 3, Wild Arms, Jumping Flash, and Ridge Racer Type 4 uh, with 15 other games heretofore unannounced. Right. I think I really hope in my heart of hearts that they go kind of JRPG heavy on this thing. Um, they've already already showed that they have partnership with uh, Square Enix for their licenses with Final Fantasy VII. I can't remember if Wild Arms is a Square Enix license or not. No idea. I, Although I I do really hope that if they do get more Square Enix games, they get Final Fantasy IX and deliberately skip eight, just like the Switch does. Oh my God! Please, I'd love it. I'd love that. Just, it's so, just, dude. Even Square Enix is throwing shade at Final Fantasy VIII. It's so terrible. I know. Like full disclosure, though, I've never actually played Final Fantasy VIII, and I kind of want to now because it's getting so much shade. I just want to see if it's actually as bad as people make it out to be, because I, people talk about it like it's it's like the fucking like it's the bane of the existence of the franchise. Like it, it Final Fantasy VIII should have never existed. Some people will tell you, but other people will tell you Final Fantasy VIII is one of the best in the series. Yeah. It's like one of the most divisive games I've ever seen. I mean, but I think we can all agree with the Final Fantasy series that Final Fantasy 13 is the best, most open Final Fantasy game in the whole franchise. Oh, for for sure. Hey, Frank, try going left. I, I can't go left. Hey, Frank, try going right. I, I can't go right. Rip. <laughs> what is happening? God, Man, I love and, you, John Tron. But still somehow uh, Japan loves lightning. Like, she's huge there. Couldn't explain it to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's got the total idol look going on about her. I, like, And her, her personality is basically femme cloud. Yeah. Yeah. I've never actually... Also, full disclosure on this one, I haven't played 13 either. Um, but... It, <laughs> you know, it's... It's an interesting one. Is it even worth playing, though? <sighs> See, I I for some reason enjoyed my time with it because it was really pretty when it came out, so that distracted me from like the rest of the game. Um, but, oh, this is really pretty. <laughs> but it's kind of the epitome of pressing A a lot to win, like for real. Oh boy, yeah. There's like a little bit of strategy and like shifting your roles, but essentially by the end of the day, you're pressing A a lot to win. Press it, press A to win, press A to win. Yeah, I thought it was a big deal. Like, I think, was that the first Final Fantasy game on Xbox? It was the first one on 360 and PS3. Right, but I don't think there was any Final Fantasy games in the OG Xbox, right? Was Final Fantasy 12 on it? Or is that a PS2 exclusive? I'm pretty sure it was a PS2 exclusive. Okay, because I, I know Final Fantasy 13 was released for 360. It was, yeah, it was. Um. Wait. Final. I think Final Fantasy Eleven came out on 360. May, I don't know. I mean, 
it's I an MMO. It, was. it doesn't count. It's not a real Final Fantasy game. Oh well, yeah. I mean, if you want to go that far, but I think that was that did come out on there um, because they wanted to utilize Xbox Live and how the network was so much better than playing an MMO on a fucking PS2. Could you make it? It's picture that an MMO on a fucking PS2. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. No, looking at you, Metal Gear Online on Metal Gear Solid Three Subsistence. Jeez, hey, there was all, there was fucking Fantasy Star Online on the Dreamcast. All right, with fifty six K modem. Yikes. <laughs> but anyway, press X to punch. Now wait like a day or two, and then. Anyways, uh, back to the PlayStation Classic. Yes, a hundred dollars is a pinch too much. I'm still gonna pay it because I want all them sweet sweet games. I think that if they go JRPG heavy, that would be optimal for me personally. Um, and I think there will be quite a few on there because that was kind of a, what a lot of the library was for the PlayStation one. Yeah. And there's a lot of great JRPGs on there to put there. Um, but I, I'm curious whether or not they're going to go like with Crash Bandicoot or like a Spyro, even though see, both of those games are getting remastered. See, if they do or did get remastered fucking riots, dude. Like it wouldn't make much sense to me if they did. I but it's I mean, so pointless. Yeah, but we got the SNES and NES classic, and both of those had like you know Super Mario World and Super Mario everything and Zelda well, every you know yeah, games that yeah. we've played like a bunch of times over on several other consoles. Right, but it's not like a month before the NES classic came out, there was like the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past HD remaster. You know what I mean? Like. That, right. that was just a game that existed in the past and hasn't been remade. I mean, there's like a link to the past, which is like an homage, but not quite. But this is literally Crash Bandicoot 1 was remade, remastered from the ground up a year ago. Spyro 1 is going to come out remade, remastered a month before this PlayStation classic. Like, right. it, it'd be foolish to put like Spyro 1, let alone three Spyro games. Yeah, I think it would be I think it would be a bit of a shot in the foot, in my opinion, if, yeah. if they did that. I don't I don't really. But at the same time, though, those are like some of its first party titles. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's not like this is in a time vacuum like Sony. Look, if Sony's looking to make money off this, they have to realize, like, you know what they're putting out there and when they're putting it out. Right. I mean, I'm not I mean, I would say it would be kind of a bad idea with those with those uh remakes doing so well also i don't even know if they'll get the licenses because both of those are owned by activision now yeah um so i guess that's kind of a toss-up at the moment um but and also the other concern that i have is do you look at the controllers there's no analog sticks in them bad boys yeah but i mean the og like original playstation like in the beginning didn't have analogs well i know but like they got them i think two or three years later after launch they got the dualshock ones yeah um but i mean that like well, what that means is it throws some of the games that like absolutely need analog sticks out the windows, like IE Ape Escape and things like that. Yeah, which those were good games. Right. Um, and so like somebody speculated on IGN that we since it's just USB ports to hook into the thing, might be able to just hook in your DualShock 4. Maybe. I mean the PlayStation TV supported DualShock 4, so you never know. Yeah. I guess it just depends um, on how much like proprietary modern day PlayStation architecture is going to be on this or if it's really just kind of like a beefed up Raspberry Pi. Yeah, who knows? I, I don't know. But like I'm going to wait. I, I'm curious to see what other games are going to put on there. Um, Got it pre-ordered. I don't know. We're, we're just going to have to. It's a wait and see thing. Yeah, it's going to be I, a hot commodity this holiday season, though. I, I, Pre-orders I lo- are up right now. I love how you're like, I only know 25 percent of the games on this, but I already have it pre-ordered. I mean, I can if if it's an absolute shit lineup, I can cancel it. True. Because you know? what I'm saying is, if it came out and it was really fucking good, and then next thing you know, I can't fucking buy it because all the scalpers already got to them. Yeah, I, I have a feeling Sony isn't like they're copying Nintendo, but I don't know if they're going to copy Nintendo's uh, false artificial scarcity. scarcity. Yeah, yeah. Um. So here's the thing: number one game that has to be on this thing, Colin. What's yours? Oh man, I mean, Wild Arms is kind of up there. Um, well, that we don't know of. Hmm. Vagrant Story or Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre. One of those three. Hmm. For me, it'd probably be, I mean, for sure, Metal Gear Solid. Like, uh, I I feel like there's just no way this game, this thing's going to come out without Metal Gear Solid. 
Yeah, I feel maybe I I wouldn't I would be surprised if it didn't have MGS on there. Um, like I I know Konami is a bit of a shithead, but like, come on, you got to do something to work that out. Yeah, I mean they got to do something with the name, right? I mean, yeah. sure as shit, Metal Gear Survive didn't do anything for them. Yeah, um, or, or don't don't give us Metal Gear VR missions. That's just just don't bother with that. <laughs> just fucking, dude, you know, either- be really, you know, be really fucked up though is if you played MGS on this thing and uh, Hideo Kojima's name was completely wiped from oh, the credit rip. credits in the beginning. Rip. Oh my god, I'd be so upset. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd be cool to see Siphon Filter on this. Those games were like Ooh. weird. They haven't Siphon Filter though hasn't aged well. It hasn't, but it, it'd be yeah. kind of interesting to see them bring it back. You know. Oh wait, and, uh, Parasite Eve as well. Also, um, we're forgetting fucking Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah, no, that has to be on here too. Right, like that. Uh, Symphony of the Night is another one that's up there. That's like kind of kind of needs to be on there. It's, it's like kind a, of a staple. It's a quintessential PS PS game. <laughs> I was gonna yeah, say PSX. I was gonna say a number, but I was like, wait, that's not, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that's that's definitely like I think Final Fantasy Tactics is it, or that between that and uh, Vanguard Story are like two games that I'd really like to play still in the PlayStation One library. Yeah. Um, and so if those were on there, that'd be awesome. I think Final Fantasy Tactics is more likely than Vagrant Story because Vagrant Story is a little more of a deeper cut. Yeah. Um, but. Vagrant Story's battle system is like unlike anything you've ever played in a game before. Vagrant Story is super fucking cool, and it's got like comic book looking cutscenes in this kind of early version of cell shading. That's really interesting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There, there are some old PlayStation games I'd love to see on it, but I, I just, I can't think of a single game that would make me think I need to pay a hundred dollars for this. Like, not even Metal Gear Solid One will get me on this board on this train. You know, I don't. I, I wouldn't really care all that much if that game's on there. To be honest, um, because I just beat it a couple years ago if anything because <laughs> um, I, I own it physically on playstation one right um fucking great game though oh 100 like it, it is yeah. a playstation one classic like if i gifted someone a playstation one right now mgs is on the top of my list of like here's a game for you so robert hi you know how you know how bad i am at video games you have a vague idea of how bad i am at video games. I, i've seen him lose in single player tic-tac-toe <laughs> i i couldn't i know right is I there a tic-tac-toe it. video game <laughs> Yeah, you play against yourself, and somehow you lost, Colin. <laughs> and somehow you lost. Do you want to take a guess how many continues I got in, in Metal Gear Solid 1? Enough to crash the game. Give me a number. How many do you think? 148. Higher. 69. Holy fuck. <laughs> 69. Plus another 69. Plus a number, another sixty nine on top of that. That's tiring. Close. Yeah, that's a lot of sixty nine, and man, just mm. saying. I think I had something, something in the ballpark of like one hundred and eighty or so continues. Yeesh, man, I died a lot. And here I, I am. Lot. I played like Metal Gear Solid three and four on the hardest difficulties. I, I died a lot for them, but I mean, like hardest difficulty, you know? Right fucking games hard dude and i'm yeah. not good at stealth games i don't play a whole lot of them i really don't same uh it's okay though metal gear solid isn't a stealth game anymore it's a zombie survival game now right yeah just right. like just like dead rising although you'll never be able to play <laughs> dead rising ever again anymore no more dead risings are being made sad nope. face they put the dead in dead rising capcom has shut down capcom vancouver which is the studio mainly behind the dead rising series so no more dead risings they've even they've even killed all the games that are out there right now like if you put in your dead rising 2 disc in your xbox 360 they're gonna there's gonna be an update a patch that kills it hmm no more it's dead it's absolutely dead i we're not gonna get another super dead rising for ultra ultra ex plus alpha yeah, I'm so upset. And and I mean, look, I, I just Dead Rising hasn't really been great since Dead Rising 2. I feel like No, honestly though, like as much as I hate to say it, like I haven't really played a Dead Rising game since the first one on the 360. It was a big reason why I wanted a 360 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um at the time it was an exclusive, believe it or not. Right. Um eventually they released all of the Dead Risings on PS4, which is it, which is cool. Because it's a series that's fun to play, but I feel like the, the the concept did get kind of tired after two. Yeah, I think two had the best blend of like, oh, this is fucking wacky, 
and like enough open world for it to be like really fun. Right. And then we had three, which was a Xbox one launch game. It was an Xbox one launch. Yeah. And was there a four? Yeah, there was a four. Oh, fuck. Came out a couple years ago. Yeah. What? Is it even good? I mean, Dead Rising 4, Frank's Big Package. Oh, I remember this now. I'm looking at it on Steam. It's not great. It doesn't look great. (laughs) But yeah, uh, Dead Rising 4 existed. I don't think it did all that well sales-wise, though. It's 30 bucks Um, right now. Which is a, a, you know, a damn shame because I feel like... I I feel like it's just franchise fatigue. I feel like this... They waited too long to do something with this studio and 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 put their energy towards something else. What what what's okay. so funny, Robert? Hold on, hold on. I I don't know how I missed Dead Rising Four because the trailer I'm seeing on Steam right now is Frank dressed up as Jill Valentine going through the Resident Evil mansion. But this is a muscular oh dude, and then and then he takes a picture of Street Fighter, and now he's dressed up as Cammy, and then and then Ryu, our fight boy, and he had Doken some zombies. What is this? What is happening? Um, I don't know, but it sounds like fun. <laughs> it sounds like really stupid fun. Oh my god, he's dressed up like Bass from Mega Man. What in the f- and he is Mega Man now? Oh my god, I need to stop watching this. Beautiful Joe and Okami? <laughs> what is <laughs> Hold on. What what Are happened? you reading Are you reading off the the guest list for the fucking no, I'm watching a trailer. 99th 99th video game Oscars watching a trailer and it's just the uh, that's disappointing because all the, the reviews are like the game performs very poorly and is very shittily optimized on PC apparently so that's good to know great uh, hey so one last news story before we go for you uh, Rockstar Games you know that indie studio that makes Grand Theft fucking auto uh, they have that new game coming out in October Red Dead Redemption 2 and they've confirmed today that Red Dead Redemption 2 is getting an online mode called Red Dead Online that's cool dude yeah there's going to be an open beta starting in November I believe for people who own the game so you have to buy Red Dead 2 first. So let's be honest, everyone's going to get access to the game because, you know, everyone's going to buy Red Dead 2. But I don't know. I, I just, there's just, like, looking at this, I just don't think it's going to be as big as GTA 5 online. No, it won't be because Red Dead just doesn't have as wide of an appeal as GTA does. Um, yeah. Because, you, I mean, Western things like, I'm sure, like, this game's going to sell well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say it's not going to sell well. It's going to fucking sell, like, hotcakes. It's going to fucking, it's going to sell like crazy. There was a point for a while where, like, I think pre-orders went out on Amazon and several other places. Yeah. Um, But I don't think it's going to sell quite as well as GTA Five has. I mean, in fact, it's very hard to say anything is ever going to sell as well as GTA Five has, seeing as how it's the best selling piece of fucking media ever conceived in the history of mankind right um granted though with a caveat that that gta 5 figure is across like five years it's not like day one it made all that money right 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 um but you know who doesn't care about red dead redemption 2 online this guy because i'm not gonna play it (laughs) i'm gonna play red dead redemption 2 single player and i'm gonna love it it's going to be great. I'm going to have a shit ton of fun. Probably going to play way too much poker and blackjack and gamble all my money away. Um, because there's something about vid- playing gambling and video games that I like to do a lot. Um, but I'm not going to be playing any online mode because I just don't care. Like, I really don't. Yeah. Yep. Same. I just don't care. Like, you know, I, pl- I play online when my friends are like, hey, let's let's go play this game online. Let's play a few games. I'm like, okay. But the GTA, I mean, GTA's online the reason why it's selling as well as it is is because partially because of its online support and it's ongoing online support people mm-hmm. play the ever-living fuck out of gta 5's online mode never really appealed to me because of see it just sounded like an endless fucking grind to get anything in the game um so i, ne- I never really got into it and i hated that they they put all the support for online mode and released all this cool content for just the online mode and never put it out there for single players yeah you know 
I, it's dumb. I'm convinced we're not going to get any Red Dead Redemption 2 story mode DLC. All the DLC is going to be like literally horse armor, you know? Yeah, like, are, are we never going to get another like Ballad of Gay Tony or Lost in the Damned or uh, Undead Nightmare for in the Red Dead Re- Redemption's case? Like, it, it it pisses me off. It does. But I mean, it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm definitely not going to fault a dev for releasing fucking free updates. You know what I mean? I'm I not going to shit on it for that. Fuck you guys. Yeah, um, but I mean that is it's also another currency machine. You know what I'm saying? They're 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 definitely putting loot like two or what is it? Take two interactive. Yeah, they're definitely loading this bad boy up with uh, currency and, and stuff you can get. Like I mean, if you get you can get the twenty dollar extra edition, the special edition or whatever with Red Dead Redemption Two. You get all this in game cool stuff and blah blah blah. It's called and- that exactly. Cool stuff. Yeah, like like skins for online mode, and 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 you get this many Red Dead Redemption bucks or whatever the fuck they yeah. call them. There's there's Red Dead Redemption two, the Red Dead Redemption two deluxe edition, then Red Dead Redemption two cool stuff, the cool stuff edition. Yeah, hun- I mean, hundred- isn't that what collector's editions are though? Basically, like stuff that you, I mean, you get this big box, you, you pull out all the stuff, and it's really cool looking. You look at it once, then you put it back in the box, and you just play the game, and then you touch, never touch any of that shit again. Right, and then you keep it in that box, and then you claim it's still in mint condition, even though you know you know you took it out. Right, right. Only only been messed with once. God, I'm so fucking guilty of that with some of my shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. God, my vault, my my fucking uh, Pip Boy edition for Fallout Four. It like I literally just like whipped it out, played with it once, and then just like it's so cool. And then I put it back, and it never looked at it again. <laughs> so it probably wasn't that cool. <laughs> I mean, it was fucking great. It was an awesome gimmicky thing, and it beats the shit out of a like you know a statue. Every fucking collector's edition nowadays is a statue, you know. Yeah. And it's like, what if we give like do something cool with it? Like, uh, you infamous second son. You know what the fucking collector's edition of that had? Delson's beanie, like the <sighs> beanie he wears in the game. I'm like, dude, that's dope. I want like I'll fucking wear his beanie. It's cool. Is it bad that for like, a second when you said his beanie, my mind first jumped to like, why would they give you a statue of a beanie? <laughs> And then you're, and then I was like, oh wait, no, it's like a real beanie you can wear. Okay, that. it's not even an actual. It's not even an actual wearable beanie. It's actually just a sculpture of his beanie. It's just like a plastic hard beanie on like a oh stand, and it has amiibos, yeah. amiibo support. Jesus, like it just runs the like. And the thing about statues is, is it's like it's a gamble whether or not they're gonna actually be a nice quality. Like, believe it, a lot of people got the Marvel's Spider Man you know collector's edition for ps4 mm-hmm. and apparently the statue was like super low quality yeah not, not surprised at all yeah and it's it just not very good build um so that's the the risk you run but i digress Red Dead redemption 2 i don't i'm definitely not probably gonna mess around with it i mean unless Red Dead redemption 2 is like online has something so fucking cool about it that it's like man i really gotta check that out it's really not appealing to me and I, I'm, I mean, this is coming from a guy that's a very single player centric player. Like, I don't play a whole lot of multiplayer games at all. Yeah. Um, but still, like, yeah, it doesn't really uh, appeal to me. Uh, but it's cool that it's there, I guess. You know, just throw a single player people a bone every once in a while, Rockstar. That that'd be nice, please. That'd be, that'd be cool, please, please. Thanks. Yeah, I look. What do you think, Robert? What do I think? I think I want a statue of a beanie right now. I'd love, oh, fuck. I'd fucking love that. It'd be like the, look, think about it. That is like the best conversation piece, right? Just on your desk, you have a paperweight. That's just a hard beanie. <laughs> somebody, somebody picks it up to go fucking put it on. They're like, what Wait, the what fuck? The, what is it's this like, shit? It's hard. What have you done to me? <laughs> oh, this is, this is actually a hard hat. It's supposed to, but it looks like a beanie. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. No, I mean, no, I don't know. But I, like what? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I was just gonna say, I agree with you that, that, uh, that, collector's editions and shit have have just been going a little crazy like have you have you seen the laundry list of collector's editions that assassin's creed odyssey has oh yeah don't don't give me i mean i've ranted about that so many times about like the different five million editions that both ubisoft and warner brothers and a couple of other publishers have gotten very uh akin to i guess i think ubisoft is like the worst with it and here's the thing oh yeah Uh, totally they have been for a while too of all the like major big boy uh developers and publishers i think ubisoft is one of the better ones i feel like they've Mm. actually been giving a shit about making their games not poop and if it is poop they'll stick with it until it's not 
poop anymore. Yeah, that, that's know? the thing. There's, it's like uh, fucking Ubisoft has what people in the magic world call summoning syndrome. <laughs> like they put their fucking game out on the field and it's like, okay, it starts out okay, like can't really do much. And then you just got to wait. <laughs> yeah. And then it could do something. Right. No, and- but I, I, I won't fault them though with their, their lack of support or their, yeah, their lack of the support. The lack of support is not, exi- I'm phrasing this really they weird. Support they support good. Been, they, they support good. They support good. Yeah. No, they, uh, the, the season pass and shit for, uh, for Odyssey looks really awesome. Getting getting Assassin's Creed 3, even though Assassin's Creed 3 isn't the greatest game, but again, getting that remastered for free and then also getting this other, like this fucking Atlantis DLC sounds dope and this other DLC, I can't remember it, the, he, the first Blade or something he, like that. Here's the thing. The reason I can't get excited about the Assassin's Creed 3 remaster is because I know for a fact I'm not booting it up. You could tell me you rebuilt it from the ground up in Odyssey's engine and it'd probably still be like, meh. No, I, I, I hear you 100%. I... I definitely 100% am on board with this whole Atlantis thing, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that sounds awesome. I feel I feel like that's a place in games that they haven't really explored all that much, is Atlantis. I feel like that, w- that one had would have been, like, one of the first to be like, you know, uh, with, with the exception of uh, Aquaman, the video game for GameCube. Yeah, I was about to point that one out. How dare <laughs> you forget about Aquaman, the video game on GameCube with his magnificent hair physics that go into his head. Oh, my fucking God. Let it go down in history that X Play, the TV show, the video game show on G Four, had the Blonde Mullet Award Award for the worst game of the year just because of that game. Man, you know Aquaman <laughs> cannot catch a fucking break. <laughs> he really, the character really can't catch a single fucking break. Jason, Wait, was Jason Momoa as Aquaman bad? No, I mean Jason Momoa is giving the character the best kind of justice on the silver screen the Aquaman's ever gotten. But, like, everyone still thinks, oh, Aquaman, he's a little bitch. He talks to dolphins. Ooh, so, wow. Oh. And, yeah, and it took fucking Cal Drogo to turn that around. Yeah, so. and, and, like, you motherfuckers. He, Aquaman could flood the planet if he wanted to. He's, he's basically Poseidon. He's Yeah, he's god of water, basically. The water you're drinking in your glass right now, he, he made that, probably. Hey, hey, Corey Barlog. Can you can you make a good Aquaman? Make game? a good Aquaman game. Yeah, that's it. That's what we need. <laughs> can you could you please just make a good? I mean, you already did Poseidon once in God of War. He's pretty much the same thing. But don't kill Poseidon in this one. You play. Uh, you yeah, play don't do the whole Poseidon. first person. We're gonna punch your eyes out with the the finger sticks things. Nice. Yeah, I I love you, Corey. Make make it make it a good game. Thanks. <laughs> make a make. Well, you know, just make a game. I'm pretty sure it'll just be make good. it. I don't care, Corey. Like Corey, I you make good shit. Just just keep feeding me. Feed me more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that that wraps it up for us here um yeah so yeah if you enjoyed the show if you enjoyed what we did consider leaving us an itunes review uh if not you know what uh create a rollable list of uh reviews on a spreadsheet and uh just roll a random number and whatever review comes up post to get it tattooed on your chest and then walk around and without a shirt on and just tell people, oh, yeah, this is my review for a tiny disc podcast. You should listen to it. That's how you tell your friends. Spread the word. Uh, if, um, you know, if not, uh, you know, you can follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, we You can find them all at tinydisc.com uh, or actually it's tinydiscpodcast.libsyn.com. Um, and you can also email us any questions, comments, concerns, feedback. If you want to add, if you want to be preemptive and add a couple of suggestions to our list of rollable values, you can email all those things to us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Colin, where can we find you online? You can find me at boo underscore underscore five five, aka Colin and Mono on Twitter. Uh, soon to be Colin at Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Just a reminder to you great folks out there that. The Tiny Disc Podcast is going to be at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. So if you see us there, don't hesitate to say hi. We'll probably be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you approaching me? You what? <laughs> I don't mate? know. What, what, tiny Disc what? <laughs> the Tiny Who? The Who? Did you say the, we oh, have Oh, yeah, tiny... that's right. We we do that. <laughs> hi, we are Podcast. Hello. We, we uh, Podcast Disc Tiny. Tidy. <laughs> Man, you, you how do you meet people, Colin? I I don't I just kind of like it's kind of like a stumbling babbling it's like hey how are you um not much how are you hey hello Colin (laughs) Colin is me uh um (laughs) English speak good please 
<laughs> it's pretty much the gist of it, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, and you can follow Jack, our ghost host. Ooh, that's a good one. You can follow him uh, at Mr. Dot underscore Cepeda. 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 Mr. Dot underscore Cepeda. Um, on Instagram, and you can find me at Panoptimist. P I N O P T I M I S T. Thank you so much for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast, and we'll see you next Thursday. So what 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 happens if what 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 happens if we just run into someone right who has a tattoo of our fucking logo? We have no fucking clue who they are. I would We're probably be, for some like far off country. I would be convinced that it's for another thing that we didn't realize we ripped the logo off of until that <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if they're just like oh, we're like dude you got a logo tattooed and like he's like wait, wait, what no, are you talking about dude, no, this, no is, this is i just found this picture on the internet i got a tattoo because i thought it looked cool no this is this it's... is for this is for the new anheuser-busch brewery dude this is the logo for the new <laughs> biggest beer brewer on the planet what are you talking oh, about wait. oh wait fuck i thought this was the the toyota logo shit oh shoot <laughs> fuck i thought this i thought this was the yamaha logo rip <laughs> It's close. It's close. It's close. <laughs> what do you, I just really like Yamaha. They make good keyboards. Yeah, they make great tuning forks. <laughs>